Welcome to a special episode of Past Your Bedtime. Uh, we just watched the the Secret of Moonacre movie. And, uh, you know, it was bad. Yeah. And so this is based, it's like a, it's supposed to be based on The Little White Horse, the book that we did during the last episode. Um, but as Stephanie said, it is bad, and somehow they just, it's just, like, nothing like the book. I mean, for, for fans of, uh, frightening men and violent men, which seems to be the entirety of the, uh, Horace book fandom, good news. (laughs) There, there's not a single likable man in this entire movie. Really, any character, I like... Yeah, I felt nothing for anyone. They're, they basically took everything that makes, like, the little white horse magical and, like, beautiful and ethereal and just, like, got rid of it. They yeah. were just, like, dark, disturbed. They, they did give her a pretty bedroom. They did. That was, like, That was kind of it, That yeah. was it. And even within that, they didn't include any of the other important magic. Like, she got cookies and milk, but it was, like, not that exciting. And she didn't have her nosegay, I noticed. No. And also, yeah, anyway, there's just... There's there's a lot to unpack. I... Where to begin? My first question is kind of where did all the money spent on this movie go? Okay, Did's... yeah. $27 million, that was the budget. There were, there was, like, a bit of not very great CGI. I assume they had to, like, pay their expensive actors and actresses a lot. Tim Curry was in it, which is, which is a big, which is a big What was the name of a Love Day's actress? Because I bet she got paid a lot, because she's a familiar face. Yeah, she um, is. And then the other one was uh, the guy that played Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four with Jessica Alba. Yes, and the child actress is the one who played Lyra in the, the, the Golden Compass ones. Mc, Miguel, Miguel, Um, You know, I guess I have to assume that a lot of the budget for this probably just went to paying all these actors. Uh, Natasha especially really did not want to be there. <laughs> like, there are a few no. scenes where she's just, like, giving, she's giving us nothing. Yeah, so, like, there's the scene where she's, like, the moon princess, and, like, they also, so, you never, there's the backstory, you get, like, a partial backstory. You don't ever get the whole history of, like, why there's this rivalry. It's not really explained, like, any, just a vague, vague they decided instead of having it be like, oh, this one dude was just greedy, and then also, you know, this other guy, like, just sort of fucked off because he was, like, feeling disillusioned or whatever. They kind of made the, the pearls. Oops, excuse me. They made the pearls that, um, that the moon princess has be, like, a corrupting influence. Yeah. 
a la, like, the ring in Lord of the Rings. Like, she brings them out at the wedding and then it's just, like, pandemonium because yeah. everyone wants And it's like pearls. it's a truth serum of, like, you touch it and you say what's in your heart of hearts. And, like, literally it's just, like, she's getting married to, uh... Rolf Merriweather. Rolf Merriweather. And then her dad is there giving her away. And then they the pearls come out and then all of a sudden both of them are... Which, like, like, this wasn't the backstory of the pearls in the book, but they're they're a gift from nature, because nature, yeah. like, wants to fuck her. I don't know. <laughs> Standard. But then she, like, she's just like, oh, you both have darkness in your hearts, and has this whole scene where she's, like, yelling at them, and is like, now everyone's cursed, and there's this prophecy, and it's just like, there's no emotion yeah, she the, the like, actress was just like, watch out, these lands, they're cursed. Like, you guys have fucked up. That was basically the emotion. Yeah, and at one lines. point, like, Maria um, has a vision of what's going to happen to the valley because of this curse, and it seems like just like a fucking bomb. Yeah, goes like off. the moon swells up really large, and then, like, everything explodes. It's very, like, on every 5,000th moon, this. It, Anyway, it just the backstory not there. Um, and if we're supposed to be worried about the valley blowing up, the problem is that we like we never really see the valley. She doesn't seem to like it. Like that's a big yeah. part of the books is that no like connection. The valley is magical, and like the people have really like when she's looking around the valley, she's like the people in the valley when she goes to church and whatever. She's thinking about how like fun everyone is dressed how everyone seems like happy and well fed and she's thinking about how much better it seems to be than things were in london with all of these like yeah there's no connection to the valley like honestly with anyone you don't you don't feel like she has any connection you care you don't care about any of the characters you don't care if they die honestly like (laughs) I'd be bummed that the animals are gonna die. But even them, you don't have that. Also, they made... What's his name? Sir Benjamin? Sir Benjamin hot. Like, he's... They made, they made him a hot, like, dark, Byronic hero. And he's super angry He's and just, mean. like, a mean old incel. He's just, like, a hot dick. Like, they're, like... <laughs> we're gonna give him a terrible personality, but we'll at least bump up the good looks <laughs> to draw the ladies Hey, in. do you remember how before this, like... Scared orphan comes to this weird house and everything seems mysterious and kind of scary. But then she's reassured because her her second cousin who's taken her in is, like, really jovial and sweet to her. And he opens the door and he's, like, a fat, jovial man with, like, bright colors on. And he welcomes her warmly and he welcomes her, like, caretaker warmly. Nope. He's just yeah. mean the He's whole time. He's just a dick. Like, you removed... Like, they really... They just sucked all of the the magic and, like, beauty out of that story. Like, entirely. It was just... Everyone was just mean. And then, on top of that, Robin is, like, the bad guy's son. And is, like, terrible. And they're doing this aesthetic, like, a clockwork orange. Here she is. Hello. Hello. Miranda's home. She just got a tattoo. You guys don't know who Miranda is. <laughs> She's the new Kara. <laughs> um, yeah, as- aesthetically, the costume designer for this like must have just oh watched Clockwork Orange because they also give him a pack of like weird, dangerous boys to hang around yeah. with. 
And for some reason, they have them disguise their identity by having a piece of cloth over just their noses. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it looks it's very really confusing. weird. He has like a bowler hat on the whole time. Oh, the hat is really It's bad. like a weird, vaguely like steampunk clothing. Also, speaking of costumes... She had this really... <laughs> Melody hated this so much. Um, she has this bustle on that just doesn't make any sense. It looks I like a birdcage. It looks like a cage. <laughs> I don't understand. There were, like, separate compartments on the back of this bustle. And she had one for every dress. And I don't understand... And I don't like Every it. dress was the same dress in a different color. Every dress was stupid, so let's just say that. And every single one of them was extremely low cut, and they have yeah. propped up this, like, 13-year-old girl's that boobs. That was weird. They had them, like, Could- shoved up there. It... So she had cleavage. The whole The weird. whole movie seemed like it was designed by Humpert Humpert. Like, I... I don't know who that is. I'm not going to pretend like I do. It's it's the the lead pedophile character of Lolita. Oh, <laughs> that's why I don't know because I heard what Lolita was about and was like, no. You know, uh, I think it's a good book, but it's not a good time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I think that I read a little life, and that just that did me in for a while. I've had enough. Yeah, that that will tide me over on disturbing things for a a number of years. Um, But yeah, very strange. Her outfits, not weird. And also, they put her, the first time they put her on her pony, Periwinkle, it's like with her uncle, who's again being a dick. And they just throw her on. While wearing one of those dresses. She's riding a stride. She's riding a stride, which, like, whoa. Um, but also, her she's in this dress, and so, like, I mean, if you... You can see her yeah, underwear. Yeah, if yeah. you've ever seen me wear clothing, then you know I'm not opposed to showing some skin. But um, for those times, she's, like, literally, you can see her full calves... And you can see what her, what are they called, bloomers or whatever they are. They're just totally exposed while she's just, like, riding around town with her uncle. And I was like, this is not what would be happening. Like, why was this the choice that they made? Because in the book, she, like, had riding outfits that were put out for her. Um, they also have her scorn every outfit that's put out for her. She's yeah. like, ugh, disgusting. She has a very weird attitude as well. Like, she's not really likable either. Like, she's not... Yeah, fine. I mean, in like, the... I don't know. In the book, she is, like, occasionally, she does kind of... Like, the Merryweathers have a temper. So she does sometimes, like, get mad and yell at people. But, but it's, she's still, like... It's... Yeah, nice. she still, like, does nice things and... It's like, they eliminated, like, all of the warmth between all of the characters. Also, like... Robin is just the son of like the the noir family, the noir family. Yeah. And um is is a big creep. Like almost yeah. every time that she interacts with that family, like everyone seems like they're going to rape her. I'm just that's the vibe that you get. And to have Tim Curry giving off that energy was upsetting. Yeah, it was very weird the the really it 
Yeah. It was rapey. It was rapey. Do you agree with me? No, yeah, definitely. I'm not, yeah. It was creepy, and I didn't understand, honestly, any of the choices that they made. Like, like, especially, like, having that, like, kind of dynamic going on where, like, people are trying to shoot each other, people yeah. are holding knives to each other's throats, and then at the end they're just going to be a family. Like, yeah, it, it does just, not like, make sense. with each other, like, it just didn't make, so, and then, so, what's her name, Love what? Love Day. Love Day. So, like, Love Day is not Robin's mom, she's his sister, and, like... Even the way that she and Sir Benjamin break up is, like, before their wedding day, she's like, oh, surprise, I'm actually a Denoir. Is that what their names are? Yeah. Um, And was like, that's my big secret. And then he just, like, gets mad and starts, like, the geraniums or whatever they are are there, but he just starts throwing them out the window in a very weird way because he's like, you've betrayed me. And then she's like, you don't understand what you've done. And then... They break up. Yeah. It very weird. And so then that's a whole thing. Um and oh Rolf is just a dog. Yeah. Like he's actually just a dog. And then but sometimes when he walks in front of a mirror also, he looks like a lion. Also he's black. They try to kill the dog. Yeah, then they try to kill him. They have him be like Thrown in a pit and then shot. Yeah. Why? And then, the dog was the only p- thing that anyone liked. It was. The Very only likable character was the dog. <laughs> strange. Um, uh, Serena the rabbit was there, but none of the other animals were there. Zachariah, not there. Yeah. Wiggins, gone! Wiggins, like, why did we even bother? You know, within, like, two <laughs> minutes, Stephanie was like, there's no Wiggins. And I was like... You should have shut it off. And we didn't. And honestly, that was a mistake. Because... This whole review should have been, like, no Wiggins. What a waste of, of an stars. hour and 42 minutes. It was long. It, it was, was... We were, like, already gotten through what felt like so much of An it. hour in, we were like, what else could they possibly have to say here? I was like, there's... We're not... There's no character development. <laughs> None of these relationships matter. You know, the dog is cool. Sometimes his eyes turn red. Which, again, why? I mean, he looks... Um, he, yeah, the dog looked shiny. I'd pet that dog. That's, yeah. I, I pet the I, shit out of that dog. I was concerned for the rabbit. She keeps holding it. Don't yeah. hold large rabbits. It, You're rabbit gonna break its spine. Look, yeah, it didn't look happy. She was definitely holding it by its scruff at one point. No. Which, I was like... You do not do that... PSA, don't do that. If you have a large, a large rabbit, you should never pick it up. I learned that today. Especially not by the neck, because if it gets scared and struggles, it can snap its own back. Their spines are not supported. You will kill your rabbit. Keep that in mind, everyone. Please don't do that. Um. Yeah. So fun facts with Stephanie. And then the, like, the unicorn, the little white horse, was just, like, this weird CGI It was very effect. disappointing. It was always very small. It was 
very weird. Like, even when it wasn't CGI, the actual horse that they got for it was a not very impressive looking white horse. Sorry to say it. I know it's supposed to be a little white horse, but you could still get a prettier horse than that. Where's where's the Frederick the Great of white horses? I feel like you could have gotten a much more majestic horse. No, they definitely could have. Or just, like, even had, like, a small... I don't know. It was... I just don't understand. They they took everything that was good about the book and ruined it. And just, like, got rid of it. Periwinkle was barely there. Yeah. Periwinkle, they, like, try to say that Periwinkle's, like, a spirited horse. Like, yeah. like, trying to be scary. I'm like, Periwinkle's a short, old, fat pony. Yeah. Periwinkle doesn't have time for for any of that. No. Doesn't have its little, like, she has, like, a little lady's carriage that Periwinkle pulls at one point. That's no, real, there real cute. There was very little Periwinkle. Yeah, there was almost, was yeah, she was barely there. Disappointing. Um, and, yeah, just the character development. Oh, she totally tried to, like, parent trap Love Day and Sir Benjamin by just <laughs> writing, like, one. They haven't ta- spoken to each other in, like, years and years. And she just, for each of them, writes one sentence pretending to be the other one. And then both of them get real dressed up. hell yeah. Like, we're gonna go, and we're gonna get apologized to, and like, we're this is gonna happen again. And I'm like, that's all it took was just like a sentence? Can you imagine, like, some guy that you dated ten years ago sends you one line and you get all dolled up and like, walk miles to his house? No. (laughs) No, I cannot. And I wouldn't. Um, yeah, no. It's just like, <laughs> it didn't, and then they got mad. I don't know. Then it didn't work out because they were like, why aren't you apologizing? Why aren't you apologizing? And then they realized they got parent trapped. And then, like, yeah. And, and then... They Mar- they make Marmaduke Scarlet like the like the version of the Oompa Loompas in the last movie where the, he's just one man doing all the work and he's like zipping around. Yeah, his body he language like, is really rude, and they put him in a weird like gnome hat. It was very strange. I did not. His energy was scary. Didn't like it, and it seemed like they were like ADRing his voice in. Like maybe they didn't like that George, that don't person's voice on camera. Or <laughs> We're on microphone right now, George. Uh, George participated in the whole movie, mostly without barking. There was yeah. there was a mailman at one point. There was a mailman, but he was content to just lie there and sometimes, you know, get after his own genitals. But <laughs> that's just standard George practice. It was really creepy, actually, to just see this blanket moving and hear weird mouth noises happening. Yeah, that's a good impression. (laughs) I'm sure you hear it all the time. I do. Like I said, it's what Miranda refers to as his evening snack. Oh, boy. (laughs) He heard us talking about him. Don't hedgehog it. Don't do it, bud. Don't. Don't do it, George. Um, What what else was awful? Um, Their outfits are all really bad. They're bad. Um, and they just, like, basically spend the whole time making fun of Miss Heliotrope and having her be, like, the butt of every joke. Yeah. Um, like, they have her, like, burp a lot. Yeah. Um, and they have her, like, they just, like, abandon her in the woods at one point. She's just, like, rolling around on the ground, like, crying for help. Yeah. 
I don't know, they, they, like, they took all the warmth out of it, because, like, in the books, like, one of the main things with Miss Aceliotrope is that people, most people initially aren't that impressed with her, but Mary, like, Maria knows that she's a good person, so she loves her, and then when they come to live with Sir Benjamin, he and the other people there can see that she's, like, a good lady, and so they're really nice and kind to her. No one's nice. No one's nice, nice. no. Also, in the very beginning, they invent this whole backstory about how her father is actually Sir Benjamin's brother, and he was, like, a gambling addict, and, like, was lost all their money yeah Yeah. and was like killed because of his gambling debts and sir benjamin was like super brutal about it so just like they invented this weird trauma for no reason yeah and like have like this child whose father's just been murdered like go to live with her uncle and he's like your father was a piece of shit and he died in a gambling den he was murdered and it was his fault sort of thing yeah uh and at one point sir benjamin just like out of the blue she like walks into a room and like i think says something and like he turns around and he's like on the verge of he's tears he's spontaneously crying for no and is just like really just mean about it right then but maybe we're supposed to feel like we're like oh he's mean but but he has pain, but I'm like, okay, but they, this asshole's crying. And That's they don't all I bring know. it back at all. No. You're just like, he's on the verge of tears, and then we just pretend we, like it didn't happen. We don't and know why. And nothing is explained. And there's just, like, no, there's nothing. And then, like, when it comes time to save everyone from this exploding moon situation, <laughs> she's like, the the people, like, la- love... Day, oh my god and now, I, now I'm just thinking about that t-shirt um, many problems one solution blow up the moon I've never seen that before but that sounds awesome uh, it's it's from a webcomic that doesn't mm. exist but the t-shirt still exists anyway that's how this movie is solving yeah. it. The, all the problems the moon's yeah. blowing up the moon's gonna blow up and so like <laughs> the three adults are like you know who has to help you with this Robin. And then she and she's just like, Robin. And b- before now, she's, like, she's never heard Robin's name. He's only been horrible to her. Violent. And like, violent, captured her, been kind of creepy. Tried to rob her, held yeah. a knife on her. He's done nothing to make us think that he's, like, sympathetic no. to her cause or likes None her. And, and so she the, like, the child actor that they have, or, like, the teenager that they have playing him, is not charming enough to make him seem appealing despite these behaviors. No, not at all. And they have no connection or chemistry. No. No backstory. And so she, like, goes and is, like... But apparently he's creepily a... carrying around a ribbon that she lost yeah. running away from him in the woods. Yeah, so he just has that. So that's how you're like, oh, he's interested. Um, but she, like, goes, sets a trap for him, and then is like, you have to help me. And it's just, like, assumes, like, all of a sudden we're just like, yeah, he's obviously going to be a good guy and help you out with this. And even though there's been no evidence to support that at all. And then it's just, like, his father's people come get him. And it's like, they have no way of knowing that he was That he agreed to do anything or whatever. It's only been 
not that long. Like, she traps him and is like, you have to help me. And then they, like, start running off wherever they're going. And so then they just come out of the blue and are like, he's on her side now, for sure. Even though they haven't seen them interact, they just see her, like, running off and he's following her. And then all of a sudden he's willing to... I mean, I, I guess I guess her. the way that we know that he's not as bad as the rest of them is that he's the one white dude without dreads in their group. Oh yeah, Tim Curry did have dreads. Yep, His he did. There's weird. another evil guy who has a partially shaved head and like one dread. It's like, it's a, like rat, a rat tail, a rat tail, but with a dread. Yeah. A combination of two of the worst haircuts together. Oh my god! <laughs> and that was the guy that like attacked Robin and was like holding a knife to his throat because he yeah and then at one point his dad attacks him and then he holds a knife to his dad's throat yeah over for no reason that we would ever understand and she at one point was like was just in all of this she's like i can't believe you would betray me and she she tried to punch him yeah she thought that he was betraying her and it's just like why would you not think that he was gonna betray you there's been at no point did it seem like he was gonna do anything other than betray you even though he actually was not but there was just like there was no there's no they they totally eliminated like the whole thing where they had known each other before because he was like her imaginary friend or something he just like you see him staring at her from across the cemetery at like her father's funeral for no reason yeah and that's weird with the the ribbon over his nose yeah but like I don't know, if you had included some of that backstory, then you could have had some narrative tension where she's like, oh, I feel like I have reason to know and trust this person, but, like, actually, since I haven't talked to him in person, you know, maybe that was all a figment of my imagination or something like that. You could have created some narrative tension with that, but they didn't. So it just kind of seems like she's, like, randomly imposing on a guy that she met once when he was threatening her. Yeah. And, like, the part where she, like, goes to, you know... The, the house of the de Noirs and they put her in a weird dungeon that has, like, a skeleton in a cage and shit. The way that she escapes is by, like, taking off her dress and then escaping. But meanwhile, every single man that we've seen in this story has seemed to be, like, a sexual threat to her. Like, they're all being really creepy and threatening in that way. And then she just, like, runs home and, like goddamn like victorian times or something in her underwear and heels i'm like what pederast wrote this fucking script why why did they add this this isn't something that they took from the book this is like for damn sure never happened nothing why they took took basically nothing from the book except for like the name why would you write in and then a 13 year old runs around in her underwear and high heels whose plan was that and sir benjamin is just like really angry at her for being lewd very weird and just like the ending is just her stopping the moon from blowing up by trying to throw these pearls back in the ocean yeah the the pearls apparently need to be like thrown into the ocean but then when she tries to throw them they won't go and then they stick to her dress so then she takes that to mean that she needs to like commit suicide i gotta die and then she so she jumps off the cliff into the ocean and suddenly everybody is like rushing towards her but meanwhile none of these people have ever seemed to care that much about her like, they even have Robin's dad, like, Mr. De Noir, like, rush as if he wants to stop her from 
plunging into the water. Like, why would that guy care? He was holding a knife on her, like, five minutes ago. And you don't really feel that bad that she jumped in, because you're, you're like, like, whatever, I didn't... I, we have no emotional connection to you at all, and... I mean, I do feel bad, because I, if, like, that child actress basically, like, she is, like, most of the movie, like, not... She's, like, kind of doing it all on her own, for the most part. Yeah. That's a lot to put on a kid, but... Yeah. Uh, they didn't really help by giving her much to do anyways. Like, she did her best for what there was. Also, the whole pastor thing doesn't happen, and they just have Mrs. Heliotrope gets, like, randomly hit on by one of the servants at the end, and then it seems like they're gonna get married, I guess. Yeah, that's the big feeling that you're left with. It was just very uh, much of a letdown, and just, yeah, it was disappointing, and, like... $27 $27 million could have gone to such better use. I don't even know what they spent it on. It's so mysterious. It's a mystery, honestly. I, don't, I mean, like... I don't get it. The costumes looked nice, but they weren't good costumes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like, oh, that's a fancy looking, like, velvet dress that seems like a period piece or something like that. But, like, what's the point? Yeah. No. It yeah. was... Sir? George. That was not the time. <laughs> He's got his hedgehog and his feeling feisty. He's um, just mad I'm not giving him my food or letting him continuously lick my hands. Yeah, he's was on a real licking kick with Stephanie. Um, he doesn't like it when I grab his tail, strangely enough, and say, talking to the microphone. <laughs> George talking to the microphone. There, there really is, is one this time. I know. This time it's not just your tail. Uh, yeah, so that was... Yeah, it was bad. Don't watch it. It was really bad. They uh, just waste... thumbs down. Yeah, bad use of your Tim Curry. Yeah. Because you, you can't, like... I can't enjoy, like, the scenery-chewing villain- villainry when you, like, have him seem like he might rape a 13-year-old. Yeah, you know, that just kills it. I can't enjoy anything that's happening now. No. Yeah. You can have him be a weird villain, but you can't have him act like 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 that towards a child. No. No. They, yeah. I, I think I said it already, but it, they just took, like, everything that was, like, good and felt good about the book and just, like, got rid of it and made it all terrible. Yeah. The only, like... Nice magical thing that happens that she seems to enjoy is like the the milk and cookies that get left yeah. for her in the morning. That's pretty much it. She hates the outfits. She doesn't ever wear them. Yeah. She doesn't like get the little nosegay of flowers that Robin <sighs> picks for her. No. Nope. They don't have Robin do anything nice, and yet we're just supposed to be like, oh, okay. Well, these are two children around the same age. I guess they're going to be getting married now. He yeah. creepily put his ribbon, in, her ribbon, in his pocket, so that means something. They yeah. like took all of the niceness out of it. It was just like, totally. it just was like nasty and disconnected. Yeah, and sad and terrible. So two thumbs down. Yeah. So I guess let's both rate it. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Uh, out of ten ponies, how many? What? What for? What for horse content? 
for horse content, pff, like one. Yeah. You like barely got any, like what's the point? You barely got any periwinkle. You barely got any of the little white horse, which was, which wasn't even done well. And half the time it was weird and small and just like. They did give yeah. her door the, the horseshoe knocker and the, the horse head. Ugh, I guess that's something. But one. <laughs> Not impressed. One out one out of one out of ten ponies. One out of ten ponies. Wow, really low. Yeah. Zero to ten ponies, uh cinematic worth. Ugh. I mean I'm gonna give it like a two because they ha- they spent a lot of money on it and In some ways it looked good. Yeah, in some ways it looked fine. But other than that, like the script, terrible. The acting, honestly, not good. Uh, character development, none. Um, emotional connections, none. Just like the out- outfits, no. The uh, only emotional connection I ever felt was outrage and then confusion as to why the Moon Princess character was always biting her lip at things. Yeah. That was she, she seemed real horny all the time for no she reason. She was constantly biting her lip. Also, the outrage over Ralph being shot because why? Yeah, why did you shoot uh, the dog? He was the only one anyone cared about. So yeah. At least on my end, when they had that dog start limping, I was like, "Are they gonna kill the goddamn dog?" Yeah. At least one of the ponies for the two ponies that I'm giving this movie is for the dog because that was a beautiful dog. Yeah, I would pet that dog. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like a big newfie or something. Yeah. Then and then, uh, one out of ten ponies entertainment value. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it even a one point five because <laughs> I was really disappointed. I wanted to feel that magic and some of that like that beauty, and I felt none of it. Um, so I'll give it a one point five ponies on overall enjoyment. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Um, so Stephanie, scale of one to ten ponies, horse content. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you, it's probably like a one or a two. It's like, you don't even really get to hear very much about Periwinkle, other than just fucking slander about how she's like a mean pony, or a spirited mount. Yeah. She's supposed to be an old, short, vet, friendly, nice pony. That's my vibe. In fact, there's, like, and she's supposed to be pretty smart, because there's a point at which, like, in the book, Mary, uh, Maria and Mrs. Heliotrope are in the little carriage, and something bad happens, and Maria had told Periwinkle to take care of Mrs. Heliotrope, and so uh, Periwinkle runs off with her and takes her home. Hmm. So yeah, yeah per- she's smart. Periwinkle is a good pony and yeah. did not deserve the injustice. that reputation. Mm. Okay. Yeah, the the horses weren't even that good looking. No. You could have gotten a much cooler <laughs> horse. Like, Periwinkle was cute, but she was barely there. So, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. Um, okay, scale 1 to 10 ponies. Cinematic. What'd you say? I, I said uh, cinematic worth. Cinematic worth. Uh, yeah, it's like a 2. <laughs> I mean... Visually, there were some good effects, like, I mean, at least, like, the costumes were good, and some of the, like, general aesthetic was good. Yeah. But 
they really did not yeah the script was awful the acting was not good some of the people i'm like i mean they didn't give you very much to work with or in the case of like the child actors i'm like i mean you expect this like 13 year old girl to carry this whole movie you're giving her nothing like she's doing her best (laughs) but you 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 set this up poorly Yeah, Yeah, and, like, the camera work wasn't even that interesting. There weren't really that many good shots. They were all just kind of, like, by the numbers. Yeah. I feel like this director really lacked, like, any imagination or, like, any warmth. He just was like, oh, blah, 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 paint by numbers, dark hero, whatever. (laughs) It's fine. I'd, like, they really didn't grasp, like, what people liked about the original, which was, like, the warmth. And they took out the whole religious thing, but without making everybody a fairy. Just make them a fairy at that point. Yeah. Lame. Lame. Um, okay, scale one to ten ponies overall enjoyment. I did not enjoy this. This <laughs> <laughs> was like a one. Yeah. Um, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. It made me feel uncomfortable the whole time. I'm just like, I feel like people are gonna like assault a child. Everybody's mean. Nobody seems to have like be kind at all, and yeah. like the yeah, they're. Di- I felt like characters were being slandered left and right. Like Robin in the original is like very nice to her, like leaving her presents. Yeah. They have everything be dirty for some reason, even yeah. though that was like one of the things that is brought up repeatedly in the book is that even though some things are in disrepair, everything is scrupulously clean. Um. They took out all of Sir Benjamin's, like, positive characteristics. Like, he is, like, a little bit temperamental because that's supposed to be part of, like, the character of the Merryweathers. But overall nice. Yeah, like, he's he's very warm and nice to Maria. He, like, when she asks him to, like, give the, um... Give that land that was taken from the monastery back, he does. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I mean, he, like, overall was, like, a nice person, and instead they're just like, what if, what if Heathcliff was her uncle? Like, (laughs) they just made him, like, a shitty, dark asshole. What if we get a Hawkeye and put him in a peacoat? We don't have to give him any other positive characteristics. Good enough. The ladies will want him. (laughs) I don't want that. I would literally rather have, like, the fat dude in a wig from the book as yeah. as far as, like, somebody who would, like, appeal to people. Yeah. Because he's... He's at least, he like... Yeah, he's kind and he's, like, interesting where this other dude's like, I'm just drinking it on the verge of tears. There's literally a breakfast scene where he's just drinking a mug of beer Ooh. and then he has three eggs. Yeah, he cracks that three he, eggs He cracks it. them. He yeah. just is drinking raw eggs and beer for breakfast. Tell you what, that's how you fuck your stomach up. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like showing Mrs. Heliotrope eating everything and then making fun of her for having bad digestion. Yeah. See, it's fine that we left her crying in the woods because, like, she burped once. So, as a woman, worthless, throw her in the garbage. Yeah. They also, like, made some... At one point, they, like, lose Miss Heliotrope and Love Day as the men are racing through the forest. And then they're like, 
make some comment about how it's quiet and they're like, oh, it's because the women are gone or something like that. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, that's just... Yeah, I mean, like, Sir, Sir Benjamin is like, there hasn't been a woman here in 20 years. But, like, this version of Sir Benjamin, he's like a incel. This, this dude is, like, one disappointment away from shooting up, like, a yoga class. Dude. So, not super enjoyable. No. Um, we had a bad time. Yeah. 10 out of 10, don't recommend. <laughs> yeah, don't watch it. Uh, I If anything, the 28% on Rotten Tomatoes is too high. Is too high. I think some of that was just because they're like, I mean, it doesn't look like total garbage. Like, the fact that it made it to double digits at all is shocking to me. <laughs> well, and it had, like, a four-star rating, didn't it? Yeah. Like, like community four-star yeah. rating? Who is... I have questions. What, yeah. What movie are they watching? It's not good. Not good. So... So yeah, so that was our experience with uh, Secrets of Moonacre. We we watched it so that you don't have to. Yeah, you're welcome. Melanie, do you have a horse story or? Um, main characters. Main characters. Um, I'll just steal a Diana story. Um, my mother, Diana. the diana um she was always horse crazy um but she grew up in like a suburb of long beach um and her parents would like i think lease horses sometimes for them so they could like ride at a stable but um when she was a teenager, and I can't remember where she found this horse, but she, like, and she had an older sister who liked horses as well, um, but she, like, bought this horse, and at least for a little bit, and they, like, lived in just kind of your classic middle-class suburbs of the whatever year this was, 60s, 70s? Um, you know, so, like, little house with a little backyard that was, like, had a cement cinder block fence. (laughs) (laughs) No, put a horse in there. like, brought the horse back and put it in the backyard. Um, I don't think she kept it there for super long, but I I remember just feeling so fascinated by that when I was little, when she told me that, like... Just imagining this horse living in there. I think I, like, exaggerated it in my mind, you know, when I was little. And was like, there's just this horse living in Grandma and Grandpa's backyard. This tiny little backyard in this neighborhood. It's just fucking chilling back there. Uh, I'm Um, just picturing the thing in Two Broke Girls where the the one character, like, brings her horse back to their house. But they live in, like, some tiny place in New York. That was basically... Except small backyard but she just think you could fit a horse in your backyard yeah i mean like (laughs) it wouldn't be happy (laughs) (laughs) but it would fit there but it would fit there what Um, if what if it was a miniature if it was a miniature horse oh yeah melanie why don't you have a miniature horse in your backyard that's a good question how much could it possibly cost a lot but 
Um, but it would fit back there pretty I mean, nicely. a mini cow is like a $1,000. That's true. I would just have to, like, you know, take it out for exercise. Set it up with a little, little shelter. Um, they could play with George. Probably oh. stomp George. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah well maybe one day we'll see we'll see what happens um but yeah. see i mean you've got a front yard and a backyard no front yard true. for the mini horse backyard, backyard for, george. for george except there's glass back there right now so well backyard, backyard for the for mini horse <laughs> <laughs> everyone um, doesn't get to go to the backyard yeah our uh picnic table shattered over the weekend while we were out of town um so now there's just a bunch of glass in the grass yeah Um, how do you even clean that kind of thing up it's like you know it's gonna be an ordeal i like kind (laughs) of start to clean some up but like it just like crumbles it like shattered to the point of like if you pick up a slab it just like crumbles into a bunch of little tiny pieces and so it's just like every time i would pick one piece up it would like fall apart and so then there would just be all these other little bits around there so you have to like totally look all around to find these little teensy bits of glass and it was a decent sized table so i just kind of gave up and just like i mean that sounds really tiring yeah it was uh, not what I wanted to see this morning when I looked out my window. But I also just, I just need to get some, like, my dad left gloves here, but they're also, like, for his hand size, which is bigger than mine. So that makes it really hard to pick up little yeah, pieces. Yeah, you have to go get, like, some and I already that got actually sliced by a piece of it. So, but I was Googling it, and um, someone, like, showed a video of the exact same situation of a picnic table like that shattering um and they just had one of those big like shop vacs um and were just like vacuumed everything up as they were like as long as the ground is dry you can be and it's like a strong enough vacuum you can just like suck it all up i was like that's a great idea but I don't have one of those. Yeah, you, I think you, my for, dad does. Yeah, he seems like the type of person who would have a shop back. I mean, he definitely at least used to, but I'm confident he probably still has one. In which I case, I need like a really strong vacuum. I once bought a vacuum because a review said that they vacuumed up an adult man's sock and had not broken the vacuum, and I was like, sold. Buy this vacuum. It. That's it. That's all you need. I just don't like think to pick things up, and I've broken lesser vacuums multiple times that vacuum never sucked up a men's sock but i did accidentally vacuum up a full plastic bag one time and it was fine so another thing we've learned about stephanie today loves a strong vacuum (laughs) well at the time since we were talking about bunnies at the time i had a bunny and um they have very very fine hair so if you have a bunny, you have to have a really good vacuum with, like, a special filter. Otherwise, it'll, like, totally clog it because it's mm. so fine. Mm. Um, yeah, her name was Lola. Lola. She would stand up on her hind legs for a cranberry raisin. <laughs> that was her trick. It's adorable. That's why I named her Lola because she was a show bunny. <laughs> she could do her one trick. Um, also, also a fan of a dried banana. You know, 
She's a she's a she's a big asshole. She's really funny. She would like fuck with me all the time. I think she was like, I don't know. She was really smart, mm. and she would do stuff like she would like save pieces of things because you have to give bunnies like stuff to chew and dig because mm. they have like you know their nails and stuff are always growing. Mm. So if they don't have some stuff to like tear up and mess with, then they like. They don't like it. Yeah. Um, so I would give her, like, old f- phone books and stuff like that. She'd save the cover, part of the cover, and use that to try to, like, wedge her the door to her cage open. She also... So, aside from not picking them up just because it's not very safe for them... You're not supposed to, if you have a house rabbit that, like, you let out to do stuff, you're not supposed to forcefully put them back in their cage. Mm. Because normally, like, they'll enjoy being in their cage because they're Mm. burrowing animals. So, like, if it's, like, a good cage that they like, they actually enjoy being in there because it feels safe. Mm. But if you, like, shove them in there or something Mm. like that, then they're going to associate it with being scared and they don't like being in there. So you're not Mm. supposed to pick them up and put them back in. You're just supposed to convince them to go in. Mm. Um, So I would let her out and let her do her thing. And then at a certain point, I would be like, okay, I can't continue to watch you. So I need you to go in. Because they like, it's like having a toddler. Like you Mm. have to watch them every second they're out. Mm. Because they will try to electrocute themselves by chewing on cords. Mm. They will eat books that are out. Like they Mm. can't stop themselves from trying to eat everything. Mm. So... I would usually, like, make a trail of snacks to the cage, Mm -hmm. and then once she got to the door, she'd go in because she knew that's what I wanted her to Mm -hmm. do. But sometimes she wanted extra snacks, so she'd go up to the door, and then she'd, like, make eye contact with me, and then run off. Like, you dick. You're such a dick. (laughs) Just so you'd do the trail again. Yeah, she wanted more spinach or whatever it was that I was offering her. Um... (laughs) Good trick. (laughs) They, I don't know, they're funny. Because they have, like, a lot of personality, but they also, like, they don't understand, like, any level of disciplining because Mm. they're a prey animal. So you can never be scary because they don't understand, like, if you yell at them about something, they don't get that it's because they're doing something. They're just afraid of you now. Mm. So you have to, like, just convince them to do stuff all Mm. the time. Lola. I had a good I had a good vacuum because of her. <laughs> it's the entire story. The more you know. Bunny stories with Stephanie. Bunny stories. I don't have that many. Uh I have had like quite a few bunnies in my life though. One of them only liked me and she would bite every other person <laughs> in my family, which was really funny to me. But yeah. <laughs> Not funny to everyone else. She just had a lot of food aggression, so it was hard to feed her. Because mm. she would try to bite you if you went to move her dish. And you're like, I'm trying to give you what you want. Yeah. Food is a tricky one. And she really liked saltine crackers, though. That was, like, the trick. You just put a saltine over on the other side. Nothing like a saltine. Put a saltine a cracker over there. And then while she was doing that, you could, like, yeah. put food in her dish. Funny. They do get like weirdly aggressive though. Lola was so pissed when I stopped. I like found out that it's not good to give them pellets. It's like actually makes them fat. Mm-hmm. Um, really, you should just give them like a lot 
of alfalfa, mm-hmm. but alfalfa is expensive, so yeah. most people like can't afford to like get them enough to like keep them fed. Mm-hmm. But I tried doing that with her, and she was so mad at me <laughs> because she just like wanted to eat her like her high fat snack. Yeah, <laughs> she just she was so pissed all the time. She would throw things out of her cage when I was only feeding her alfalfa because she was mad about it. She, like, would get, she'd rip a piece of paper out of something, poop on it, and then tip it. That's Lola's version of fuck you. (laughs) She know, like, like, I can't, it's impossible for me to, like, express that she made eye contact whenever she would do this, but she, like, she knew what was going on. She Like, it's not like, oh, she accidentally kicked poop out of her cage. No, every step of this was intentional. I, I'm a fan of Lola. Give me food, poop. <laughs> do what I want you to do or get the poop. I, I think stuff like this is funny, but I could see, like, certain people this would not be a pet yeah. that they would like um have you seen the the video of that child that's like they're trying to bake with it and it keeps trying to eat all of the ingredients well there's two types of comments on this video half of them are people who think it's really funny and yeah. the other half are people who are like i want to beat this child because like I mean, he really is, like, it's, like, anything that goes in the bowl, he grabs and eats it. Stick of butter, raw egg, sugar, everything. And meanwhile, like, the lady who's with him, either his mom or his grandma or whatever, I don't know, you know, what Mm -hmm. their relationship is. But she's trying to stop him from doing this. But meanwhile, it's, like, I don't know, like, maybe considering, like, the amount of impulse control this child has, maybe this wasn't the best activity to do with him, and, like, you shouldn't have had, you you should have, like, put him nearby to observe, or given him, like, a simple task, part of it to do, but that's what little, little kids do. Like, it just requires a lot of patience to be around children that age sometimes. Yeah. And, like, half the comments are people being like, this is hilarious, and half of them are people being like... I wish that he had touched that mixer and hurt himself, or, like, my mom would have beaten me, and, like... That's always the argument, is, like, well, it happened to me when I was little, so it's okay. Oh, I, like, the the thing where people are like, well, I turned out fine. I had somebody say that one time, where, like, this was somebody who clearly did not know that much about me. It was, like, somebody that I, like, went to college with or something. Yeah, and they were like, oh, our our parents spanked us and we turned out fine. And I was like, well, you just said that you think it's okay to hit children, so I would argue that you didn't. I was like, also, we did not turn out fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll be leaving now. <laughs> Wrong person to make that argument to. <laughs> anyway, it was fine when our parents hit us. That's no, it was. It actually argument. wasn't. It wasn't okay. And the fact that you think it's okay means that, like... You're not okay. Yeah. That, like, your reaction to a toddler, like, behaving impulsively and, like, trying to eat some butter is, like, this woman should have beat him? Mm. We, yeah. Apparently. It just, like, the casual way that sometimes, like, parents hit their kids is scary. Like, because you'll just see it sometimes out of, like... Yeah. 
Just, like, when you're out in public. Yeah, just, like, giving them a smack on the face or something. And it's just, like, if you do that so easily, just, like, in public, like... What are you doing at your house? Yeah. Ugh, that just makes me feel sick. Children are children. They're... They're not... They're not many adults. They're... They're children. (laughs) I mean, it's... It's to some extent, like, the same mentality as, like... I don't want to be like, children are like bunnies. But if you think that, like, the child is too young to understand the an explanation of what they did wrong, why do you think that they're going to understand that you hit them as a response to what they just did? They're just going to think that you hit them. That's all they're yeah. going to get out of it is that they're kind of afraid of you. Yeah. It's like they don't understand why you don't want them doing what they did. They just understand that if they do it, they get hit. That's not... That's not... A lesson. Or they <laughs> might not they might not fear. even make the connection that you hit them because of that. They just like they're like, Well, I don't know why I got hit, but I got hit. So I guess I should just live in a state of constant tension around this person. Like I'm never sure what's gonna get me hit and what isn't because I don't understand what I did wrong the first time. Yeah. I've never understood the rule your children by fear mindset. That's also, like, a lot of people's relationship with God, so that's, like, yeah. learned behavior is God loves you, but fear him because he will punish you. Religion is scary. <laughs> people are scary. <laughs> uh, oh, so many people are fucked up. Anyway, what a time to be alive. <laughs> what, you know, great experiences, great movies, people, stuff. I just, I want to read, I want to read one horse book with a man I can like in it. Is is that, is that possible? Do I have to write that myself? Um, Melanie, be, be my, be my horse. uh, Oh God, what do they, what do they call the person who like, my horse sensitivity reader? My, (laughs) I don't know anything about horses. I don't know how to write a horse book. Horse, uh, horse oh, consultant? I'll be your horse consultant. I would be happy to be your horse consultant. Melanie, advise me. Tell yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, horse advisor. Quick, quick quiz about what you, the horse demographic, are looking for. <laughs> Modern or, like, mythical? Magical world, real world. I mean, that's a tough one. Because I, I know I personally bounce between the two. Sometimes I want something that's really real. And sometimes I need an escape. So I look for the fantastical. Um, but I feel like, let's say modern, because uh, most of the modern ones have been pretty fucked up. Okay, modern. Uh, I'm assuming 13-year-old girl, because that's what every single one of these is. But let's let's up the ante so it's not quite as disturbing to me to read. Uh, 14? 15? Um, 16? Let's go... Um, yeah, let's say 16. 16. Okay. Do we need a lanky, red-headed boy? Is that... I what? mean, listen. I, he doesn't... His hair doesn't have to be red, but there should be a lanky He boy should involved. be lanky. Okay. <laughs> Do we do we need a sexually threatening blonde? No. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not we don't want to uh What if the blonde is is actually nice? 
That's fine. Okay. Um, obviously, we need a mother figure named Diane or Diana. Yes. That's uh, a given. Another classic mm. trope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it could well, even be the blonde's mom this time. Ooh. Just that. No, it's no. I I I see what you're doing. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're setting down. We want. I feel like we need all of the other female characters. Usually, outside of like the main one, are like the better of the similar age are like terrible. Okay, that kind of have some positive female friendships yeah. going on here. Um, who is our horse? Is it a horse? Is it a unicorn? think a horse because we're going modern give um, me some coloring give me some details um hmm, 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 hmm. i'm thinking height 15-3 <laughs> going for an in-between 15-3 is still pretty tall um coloring is 15-3 like the 5-9 of the horse world I think, well... Like, like pretty tall, yeah. but not, like, egregious. Yeah, it's maybe, like, a... Let's say 16 hands is, like, the six foot. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've never understood, like, why people think that's not very tall, because five yeah. nine is really tall to me. I know. But then again, my shortest boyfriend was, like, shorter than me, so... Let's say, like, and 14... And I'm five four, so... Yeah. Fourteen two is, like... That's pony status, so you're looking at, like, 5'2". Okay. Sugar, 14'3", so she's, like, just squeaking She's by. almost a yeah. pony. Um, so let's say, you know, 15 hands, you're you're looking at, like, 5'6". Yeah, makes you sense. You know, and then, so, or 5'7". Um, so 15'3", we'll say, is, like, yeah, just just a horse of a, a horse of a reasonable yeah, height. Yeah, horse of a reasonable height, some majesty to it. Um, coloring. My instinct is always to go for a buckskin because I always really wanted a buckskin. But I'm reading um, this book right now that has a beautiful bay stallion in it, and I've in recent years gained a healthy appreciation for a beautiful bay. Um, so Is, I'd say bay. I would like a, a stripe. Okay. And, um, some stockings. Some white stockings. Cute. Um. Mare, stallion, gelding. What are we looking at? Um, I think he's a gelding. I think he's a gelding. Um. More even keeled. Geldings in general are a little bit more even keeled. And then there's not, like, the concern that they're gonna do anything with them. Like, their general purpose. A gelding's general purpose at that point is just to, to be your, your horse, your companion. You don't have to have any other plans for them other than they're just your pal. Thank you, gelding. Do you got a name? <sighs> See, I need you because I wouldn't be able to like cast this yeah. horse. I've got a really good look of him in my mind, my mind's eye. <laughs> you know what? He's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, for some reason, like I, I don't know why Dakota is coming to mind, but I don't know that he's a Dakota. 
Hmm. Well, maybe that can be our girl's name. Ooh, I like that. Okay. What is his name? I'll have to think about it. Okay. George is back there, slowly huffing. Yeah, he's sighing. Um, It's like that moment where you forget what names are. Well, we'll we'll give him like a placeholder name. Yeah. We'll just like and then I can I can change it later. I'll give him a weird name so that it's easy to search for a place. Okay. I've been I've been feeling more more writing inspired lately because a lot of my other projects that were requiring more people, I'm kind of trying to like pull back on a little bit cuz mm-hmm. I was just getting like stressed by that. Yeah. So I have a couple of, of writing projects that I'm working on instead. But this will be a fun one because I feel like I don't have to do a lot of research for it. Yeah. A couple of my other ones I like definitely have to like look up stuff. Yeah. Um, three stripes. Yes. Or three s- Three stockings, stockings and, and one. And a stripe. Which is the non-stocking foot one on the back feet or? I think a front foot. One front foot is not stockinged. I think it's left. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to just, I'm going to write without, like, doing a lot of horse research, and then Mm -hmm. you can correct me about the details when you read. Perfect. As as my, my horse proofreader. Perfect. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm working on uh, my friend Sydney and I. Hi, Sydney. Hi, Sydney. Are, are working on potentially two writing projects. One is an old one that we never did that we're going to work on, which was supposed to be uh, like a Regency romance novel. Nice. Called Big Earls Don't Cry. <laughs> You've told me about that before. Well, it's like, just... Remember if, that title. Well, I mean, every... Every romance novel section has to have puns. They love yeah. a pun... And if it's a Regency novel, they love to use the word Earl and yeah. girl. Like, there's definitely several books called Brown-Eyed Earl. No. <laughs> no, there is. Like, like without upsetting. even looking it up, I'm 100% sure. Um, so, I was trying, we were trying to think of, like, other Earl-related puns, and that was one that we were thinking about, and we're like... Yes, the Earl's emotional journey is that he's trying to put up this facade of masculinity, but really he just needs to get in touch with his emotions. Ugh, that'll be good. That's the that's the plot line there. That'll be a classic. Uh, and then, like, there's some sci-fi ones that we were thinking about, Sydney and I. And then I have the one that I was reading that at Cloister Gardens book about that I've been working on a little bit at a time. All sorts of writing projects. And yeah. And a horse, a modern... A modern horse, horse story. One. Well, that one I think will be fun. I think I'll maybe go... Not the same as Shadow Horse, but with that, like... Like, oh, she's like a bad girl who has to, like... I think she'll mm-hmm. be doing community service. Okay. So she doesn't live there or anything. Okay. Um, because I was like, I've been to Juvie. Nothing you're saying about Juvie makes yeah, sense so here. Yeah, so. a real experience. If if there's if there's one thing I know about it is uh, how shit <laughs> that system is at least here in Montana. Yeah. Um, I don't think I want to have her go to a ranch because all of the like 
ranches for bad kids have like horrible abuse records yeah. so there's just no way to like write that in a more lighthearted yeah. way yeah but i could see like somebody doing her a favor and letting her do that as community service or yeah. something like yeah do that i like that um... well i'll i'll work on that i'll I'll give it to I'll give it to you when it's ready, or send you a Google Doc link, and Perfect. you can give me your advice. I will. Um, listeners who want to read it, I it'll probably be a little while, but if if you want to be one of the first readers of of unnamed horse girl <laughs> book, uh, give us an email. You know where where to find us. <laughs> Cast your bedtime pod at gmail.com. And I'll uh I'll send you a, a Google sharing thing at some point. You're welcome. You're welcome. It will have the horse will have a name by then. Yes. Or if you think if you have in your Ooh, mind horse name suggestions. A great name for our our bay gelding hero. Or any of the characters. Lanky uh, Lanky redhead guy still isn't named. Our girl is yeah. named Dakota. Who's our hot blonde? Yeah, who's the hot blonde? Um, is there a positive male figure that's not the ro- romance? Oh, I mean, I think we, involved? I think we have to have her have a dad. Yeah. So what's the dad's name? I think we like the dad. He's doing his best. Yeah, I feel like maybe she. Um, was living with her mom and things got bad and her dad hadn't previously been very involved or maybe yeah. didn't know about her yeah. or something. Ooh. So he's been thrust into fatherhood Ooh. all of a sudden. So he's, he's doing just, his... He's scrambling. But yes. He's doing his best. What's his name? Um, also, should the <laughs> tall, lanky love interest, should we stick with the redhead theme or should we break from that mold and have someone that doesn't have red hair? Let us know. Um... Or I'm talking to you, Jeffrey. I have an idea with that, possibly. Stephanie has an idea. What if his natural hair color is red, but he's one of those people who, like, dyes their hair different colors all the time? Hmm. He's a punk. I'm just, now I'm just picturing Seth Green. That's what happened. Oh, no. No! (laughs) Don't ruin this. Well, do you remember when he was in Buffy? He would dye his hair all the time. Oh, I just, I just made that connection. be our love interest. Okay. No. No. Okay, his hair is not red. (laughs) Just, that just decided it. His hair is not red. Okay. Tell us what other color it should be. Should Ooh. he be prematurely gray like my father? <laughs> oh, no. No, no. That's too young in high school. My dad gray? started going gray when he was 12. Damn. I started going gray when I was 15. I mean, but with you, it just looks like you're wearing hair tinsel. Like, it looks very sparkly. All part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad was fully gray by the time he was, like, in his late mid late 20s i mean if we did that i feel like we'd have to make him a bad kid who used it to buy beer or something (laughs) yeah no he doesn't have to be gray i was kind of just kidding about that but but he can't have red hair now because stephanie Hmm. you ruined it i'm sorry (laughs) i didn't know thank you i didn't know that you felt that way don't get me wrong i love seth green in his own way but He's not the he's, lanky he's not love the, interest. He's not the lanky love for. interest that you're hoping. Yeah. Okay. You know, with this like 
with this idea of him maybe being like also a bad kid, but like a bad kid with a heart of gold. Yeah, you know, we like that. I've got I've got some mental images now. Okay, perfect. What's his name? Send us some emails. You, <laughs> you, dear public, uh, name our horse. Well, maybe my mom will email us because my mom hasn't been able to figure out how to listen to our podcast since we uh, removed it from SoundCloud. She, oh, just, she she doesn't have iTunes or... We, we tried to explain it several times, but she it just, just, didn't she just figured it out while we, were, oh. while we were up there visiting. So now she knows. Okay. And maybe she'll have some, some input. Well, Diana, yeah, let us know. Um, Send us your thoughts. Oh, question number two. So if we've got we've got our like our single scrambling dad, is he gonna have to get together with anybody, or is he gonna be footloose and fancy free? Should should he should there be a romance element? Because I feel like in almost all these stories, it kind of seems like they want the dad to marry one they of the one of the female that, characters that, that adults can find can find love, love too. too. Um, do we want him and Diana to get together? Oh, or? and so then maybe part of like part of the thing with with Dakota and Hot Blonde is that like they might have to become like step siblings, yeah. and they're like, "How do I feel about this?" And Dakota's not sure how to open up just yet. Um, she didn't like her. But, da- her dad didn't even like know she existed, yeah. so like they're still building a relationship. But Hot Blonde is maybe gonna like help her break down some of those walls and they're all going to become a family together. <laughs> uh, I love that we're just calling her hot blonde. <laughs> hot blonde with a head and a heart of gold. <laughs> um, anyway, so this is our plan. Um, yeah, send us some emails. I mean, if you want to just send an email saying, hey, that's cool too. Or if you're you friends know. with us, you could just like text us or something too yeah not that if you don't have our phone number that you're not friends with us yeah some of you that i know listen to this don't have my phone number but i mean if you want it you can have it too maybe i want your phone number i'm just too scared to ask (laughs) (laughs) you can decide if you are the person that i'm talking on brand on brand yeah you know, or aside from naming, if there's if there's anything that you're like chomping at the bit, as it were, to, uh, horse joke <laughs> to to read in a horse novel, let me know. You know, this this should be like both packed full of horse book tropes, but also you know, growing beyond them. Oh wait, we need a dog. All of them have dogs. Yeah. There's always a beautiful dog. dog. There should be a dog. Um, okay. There, there's this, uh, tattoo artist in town who has this really beautiful dog. Um, and her name is Steve, the dog. And I just really like that. (laughs) <laughs> I would like the dog's name to be Steve. What kind of a dog is it? Steve is a mix, but um, Steve has kind of like really beautiful flowing reddish brown hair um, and a very sweet face and is like medium like, large. Like it's, it's got like some Irish setter in it or something for sure. Maybe. Or like 
He's some sort of shepherd, but I also love an Irish setter, so. Well, when you said red, I just was picturing, yeah. yeah. I do love an Irish setter. I was just thinking about them the other day. Yeah. No one talks about them. No one talks about Irish setters. They're beautiful dogs. <laughs> and I'm a big fan. So. Hmm. All right. Steve the Irish setter. Steve the Irish setter. Whose beautiful dog is this? You know what? I think that our lanky love interest should have the beautiful dog. Because I've seen more than one time That's where... How- she knows that he has a heart of gold. Yeah, like, I mean, I've, like, there's been more than one person that I've known where I'm like, look how well-trained their dog is. Like, this person has to have some level of, like, responsibility yeah. and, like, concern. And, uh, like, uh, caring the love. Yeah, like, like she, like, the dog is extremely, like, well-groomed and well-behaved where she's like, I mean, he can't be that bad. Yeah. Look at how, look at how clean and well-taken care of his dog is. Yeah. It's a sign of good character. It is. Alright, well, thanks for listening, guys. Bye! Seems irresponsible, but your your amnesiac child with two broken legs, just be like, take her to the vet. (laughs) It'll be fine. She was a happy, happy happy-ish child. I mean, she was homeschooled because of anxiety. 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 Because of anxiety.